if y'all would stand and join us in song, that would be fantastic.
Father God, please bless this day as we uh, praise you and worship you. And uh, I just pray for anyone who's battling with this illness. And uh, I just pray Godspeed in their healing. Amen. Smiling, Phil, that's good news. I'm glad to see we do have some people here for the representative church. It seems like it's been a long time that we filled these pews. A really long time. But the ones that are not here, I'm hoping they're online watching us today. And I welcome you all out. As you can tell, Luke's sick with a virus. I'm not sure how long. He may be back next week because due to his time, I think he misses it by one day, but knowing Luke, he'll probably show up. It's that time of the year, I think, that we all need to stop and look. You know what's coming up. New Year's, we got to make resolutions, they tell me. Never happens. Those that make them never keep them. But one of the things that I do know We've had plenty of time to stop and review our lives as we're locked up. I'm going to take this off because I think I'm far enough away. You're safe. Can you hear me now, Bill? No, I can hear you better. Okay. I'll put my hearing aid back on so I can hear you. But anyhow, when Luke asked me to bring the message, I decided... What should I talk about? What would the Lord have me say? And he said, what I really felt was, look at what's happening in the last year. What have you seen in the last year that makes you happy to know the Lord? You could talk if you really wanted to. People at home won't know it's who it is. I may have to repeat it. But naturally, we come to the virus. That's prominent in everyone's life. That's in the news every day. Black lives matter. They always have. Because I'm a Christian. What about the election results? Don't care how you voted. But what about them? Were they fair? Were they correct? How can you have 2,800 people who are dead vote? I don't know if it's true. The machines they use, they says they were come out of South America and they could be tampered with. What about climate change? What about all the hurricanes that we've had this year? New records. What about the death from the coronavirus? How did that affect us? How does that affect your view of where Christ stands in your life? About the power of my government to tell me I can't carry a gun. About the power to tell me I can only have 10 people in my house for Christmas. 
We didn't have anybody in my house for Christmas. What did I think about that? Did I like that? What about the restrictions? What about the relief fund they're fighting over? They're going to send us some more of my money. Your money. They just finally give it back to me. My government done this for me. If they send us $600, you know what that works out to? Like a dollar and 62 cents a day. I think we can eat well on that, don't you? But I'm gonna pay my bills first, take my word for it. Cause that's why they give it to me as they draw their 200 and some thousand dollar salaries. What have I seen in life? What has the last year done for me that really wants to cheer me up? Anybody got an answer? I'll tell you what it done for me. It locked me in my house. It made me read my Bible more. It made me glad I got a God and Savior that's traveling with me. Because if I had to put up with this on, I might put on my gun and go downtown. I might march at one of these riots. How do I feel about riots? You ever stop think about that? I know how a lot of people feel. I don't have a problem you want to protest. You want to burn down my house? You want to burn down a business? Sorry, I'm a little upset. But I do believe black people have been unfairly treated. I don't associate with a lot of black people because they're not in my life. There aren't many in Cory. A couple of my cousin's family are married to blacks. Keith has a sister-in-law that's black. I try to look at what God's given me and I don't have to agree with what the world's given me. So I listen to what God says, and he usually tells me, and it usually works for me, is be still and know that I am God. You ever hear that saying? Yeah, that's Psalms 46.10. And if I really stop and look at what God's given me, and where he's directed me, and he's with me, I can go through all these problems that the world has. Do I worry where my next check's coming from? I'm retired. Social security dries up, I might lose a little weight. You think that's funny? I'll probably lose a lot of weight, it won't hurt me a bit. I won't like it, but I still have God to travel with me. That's a long road. Ecclesiastic tells me there's nothing new under the sun. It seems like all these problems ganged up on us at one time. But these exact problems happened years ago, thousands of years ago. Tell me something that's in our lives that is destroying us. The world as we know it, if you will. But it's the same thing that they lived with. I don't have a Roman Empire crushing me, hanging me on a cross. I got a Republican and a Democrats. I'll pick on both of them. They're down in Washington. They're telling me indirectly that they're king and they can tell me what I can and I can't do. Not much has changed in the world. I don't believe it has. We still have the same drug problems they have. We had the problem with alcohol. They have the problem with alcohol. You name it, nothing has changed.
The only thing that has changed is I'm born today and I must put up with what I have. I can worry about tomorrow like everybody else. And I do, I'll admit it, I do at times, but it's still no. If I didn't have my God, I would really get down on the ground and probably cry. I really would. Part of my lesson today was, as you review what we went through in the past, where is God in my life? Where is he? I'm not making New Year's resolutions because I'm smart enough to know I won't keep them. I told my wife, after the holidays, well, we're not going to diet, but we're going to restrict all that junk food we have in the house. That's not going to happen real good, I can tell you now. So as I look at next year, will I enjoy next year? Will I have any success with it? Well, Scripture tells us that we do. It says, every youth grows tires and weary, and young men stubble and fail. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That's from Isaiah. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's Philippians. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Now, this is where I have some problems because this says, don't lean on my understanding. My own abilities have, have stopped me many a time. Right now, Lou, I think there's four of us, five of us that are in a Bible study. And we're studying Revelations. And we had another couple join us. And I don't think they enjoyed the conversation. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we couldn't tell you what Revelations was about. I can't come with all this descriptive language and tell you exactly what it means. There may be scholars out there that have an idea, but is it true? Not by my book, because it hasn't happened yet. Can I talk about locusts with a scorpion tail on the back? I've never seen one, but yet it's going to be coming from the pits. Can you answer Revelation? Can you instruct me in Revelations and give me an accurate answer? Maybe you can. All you got to do is convince me. That's kind of hard to do when I've got my own doubts because I have to think with the brain that God gave me. And if the Spirit don't enlighten me, I won't understand it. Is there anything really new going to happen in the next year? Virus is still going to be with us. They have a couple vaccines out there now, but now they're telling us the average person may be clear up into August. And yet 1,000 people a day are dying. I'm old. I'm in the 70 bracket. I should qualify for that virus. But they're giving it to people at the hospital that are taking care of these patients. Well, I understand that. But what about these young firemen? They're healthy. They don't need it. Decisions, decisions, decisions. I don't make them. I just got to go along with the flow. And who, when I go along with the flow, who accompanies me? If my Lord's not with me, they're arguing. 
I see where a lady's at the hospital. If you read it online and you believe it, she's a younger lady of 30-some years old and having a fit because she can't get a shot of the virus. They've handed them all out. What does he have store for me in the new year? I don't know. But he tells me, for I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's in Jeremiah. Chad spoke today in Sunday school class and I had to, and I had to think. He's worried about things. Might be due to the farm, I'm sure. Whether he can sell his milk or not, maybe. I don't know what your exact problem is, but I do know this. Look at Job and lose everything. Lose your farm. Lose your family that you're sitting beside. All of them. And still tell me you can love the Lord. That's how we are instructed to believe. Are we capable of that love? Every good and perfect gift comes from God, coming down from the Father of heaven, of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting, like shifting shadows. God has been consistent. What hasn't been consistent in my life is me, is my attitude, how I change things. Why would I expect the new year to be any better than last year? You ever stop to think about that a little bit? I know you got plenty of time. Well, maybe some of you don't. You got businesses to run. You got a farm to run. You go to Walmart every day. I know a lot of people, if Walmart closed their doors, they'd probably have a heart attack. Me, I got stores in town I haven't visited in years. It's not that I don't want anything from there. I don't need anything from there. God has provided me everything I need not everything I want, but everything I need. And I have to understand that. He who was seated on the throne says, I am making everything new. Then he says, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. That's in Revelations. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love us has poured out onto our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You have taught with regards to your former way of you were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, to be made new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in the true righteousness and holiness. That's Ephesians. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but in the Lord's purpose that prevails. That's Proverbs. I don't care what you do, the Lord's will, excuse me, the Lord's will is going to be done. I don't know what to say. I don't know when to say it. The Lord's going to instruct me. I ever planned on coming here delivering a message. That's Luke's job. Luke's not available. What if he doesn't show up again? We never have another message. What if I can't come back next week? If Luke needs me, you know who's next in line, Chad. But you can't make it, so let's ask Ronnie. Could you bring a message? 
Could you tell me your church family here a message of God's word? If you can't talk to me who knows me, how can you go out and talk to the rest of the world? They're looking at us. How can I get up and go out to the rest of the world and tell them? I can't trust my understanding. If the Spirit's not leading me, if he doesn't give me the words, what do I do? I believe he will. My life is like everyone else. You got stories in there. If you look back on it, you wonder how it is. This mask. Do you wear it or don't you wear it? You wear it in Walmart? You're going to stand at the door and argue with somebody that tells you they need to leave because you don't have a mask on? What do you gain by arguing with them? Is it really that disruptive to your life? I'm sure it's restrictive. But who's it for? That's your governor tells you it's for the whole public. It's for me. How would I feel? I haven't seen my mother hardly. If I go there, I have to wear a mask and I only stay for a few minutes. She's 92 years old. How would I feel if I give her the virus? And I lost her. That's something I'd have to live with. So I can wear this inconvenience little thing here for a few minutes. I have a friend. When we were in the Marine Corps together, we used to get what they called sea rats in the NOM, and they have a little ace package, accessory package, and there was little cigarettes in there. I don't smoke. I never did. So I would give them to him. And he would trade them with somebody because he wanted a certain brand, Palmel. There's no filter on them. But he enjoyed them. I give them to him. He's home now on an oxygen tank with emphysema. Can't walk. Did I do him justice? I worked with what I had and what I knew at the time. Will God forgive me? I hope so. What about abortion? I don't know where you stand on abortion. I know where you should stand. But for some people, our government says it's right. I can't afford a child. I'm 15 years old or 13 years old now. Do we give them abortion? That's decisions, decisions, decisions. And you're going to make them all through the next year. War or peace? Where should we donate our tax money to? Should it buy military equipment? Should we give it to the colleges so they can have free education for everybody? Or we give it to research? You know the ones that are making billions of dollars? The one that put me when I had blood clots on a medicine and I pay $8 for a pill that you take two a day and they're gonna keep me on it for three to six months? How do you feel about some of this stuff? I don't know what to tell you. You're traveling in your life. You are on a journey. You're definitely, from the time you're born to you hit that grave, you are on a journey. And you must learn to do what God has set aside for you. His will is that a priority in your life.
And if you are the priority in your own life, you're going to make a lot of mistakes going up in this world. I'm very fortunate to come here to Valley View to have a family here. I married my wife. She went here. I went here. I was born Italian. So naturally, when you're born Italian, you're Catholic. It's just automatic. It comes with a name. But I had questions. And when you ask a priest and they can't answer you, and you're my guidance, you're my guidance? What do you do? It's easy to become bored and dissatisfied with where you stand. So you just back off a little bit. You don't go. We have a good reason not to show up here for the church. But when this virus is over, will the people come back? Was their faith strong enough to hold them to fill these pews again like they do every Sunday that we're used to? I have people here in church. Over the years, it's surprising that I'm still here. Some of the comments that were made to me, some of the people I met on this journey were not encouraging because of my military background. They raked me over the coals pretty good, but then again, you know how them dumb dagos are, as they tell me. We stand and fight our ground. That's like a Marine. We're going to stand and fight. But why? What kept me here all these years? I could pick my wife up, my family, and went somewhere else. Don't know. But God tells me I need to be here because I need to talk to you people. I don't agree with you all the time, but I do need to talk to you and hear it. I need that instructions. A good example that I'd like to give you I have a friend in Nebraska who went to, to a baptism, and it was an outdoor baptism, and they took him down to the river, not him, but a, I don't know if it was a foreign exchange student, but it was someone who was not native to this country, and it was a foreigner here, and he accepted Christ and wanted to be baptized. And they took him down to the river, they baptized him, and when he stepped out, a bird across the top of his head, just about landed on him. And it's the type of bird that avoids people. And my friend said, whoa, that sounds familiar. When Christ was baptized and stepped out, the Holy Spirit come on him and settled on him, like a dove, it says in scripture. And my friend Clark says, whoa, that is just fantastic. What did he do with that information? What he just saw that was that important? He went and told somebody. That's just a coincidence. Got nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with it. Because in Clark's heart, he's seen God's hand working on that individual. But someone just squelched that. It just happened that we stopped out there. And Clark called me and asked me, who was visiting Judy's brother, and you know, Asked me if I could go for a ride with him early in the morning. So we got in the car. Where are we going? What are we doing? Went down, we grabbed a donut and a cup of coffee. I had to get a Coke because I didn't drink coffee. But nonetheless, that disturbed him because nobody else could see what he saw. Does that mean it's wrong to think that was God's hand? Maybe that's what Clark needed that day. 
Maybe I need to fail in my life so you can direct me. God's hand is on all of us because we believe. And if you're like the world out there, God has just crutched those Christians. It's just, they, they don't have a strong personality where they can live a life. No, they're probably right. It is. It is supporting me. I need that. I cannot function without knowing God. If I don't have him in my life, I don't know which way to turn. Now, I may act quick because I don't take time to think. But when I do, just like I've had all this time, I've been able to reason what God wants for me. I don't have a lot more to say. All I can do is challenge you. You've got a lot of free time. Think of where God wants you. Think about the new year. If you want to make resolutions, make resolutions. Make a resolution you're going to read your Bible. Make a resolution you're going over and talk to the neighbor that you've never talked to because he knows you're a Christian and he thinks you're a little bit weird. We all have something to say in God's name. But we usually talk with our own mouth instead of listening to what the Spirit's trying to let us do. I think it's time that we get, thank God for this virus, for the opportunity to sit down and look at our lives. I know, Ron, your auctions were canceled left and right. And I kept thinking, boy, he had all that product on hand and now he's stuck with it. I don't know if you moved it or not. Was God's hand involved in you to tell me you're going to survive? You're going to make enough money to live? You're not going to be a billionaire because they canceled all your auctions. I know you make that kind of money, don't you? Everybody does. I know we don't stop and look at our lives only once a year, maybe twice. Or if we fail or a tragedy hits us or they tell us we're diagnosed with some sort of cancer and we only got four months to go like we have a member here. Stop and think about that. Now do we look to see what God wants? Now do we look back over our life to say, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. One of the wonderful things that I know about my Savior is, was I'm a thief on the cross. And he said, with this day you'll be me in paradise. How can that be? That man left a rotten life, and yet that day, he was going to be in paradise with the Lord. Think about that. I lived my whole life, and I've got some things I'm not real proud of. But it's what happened at the time. And yet I can turn and say, Jesus, forgive me. And he will. I believe that. And I'm going to ask you now, as I start to close this, take a look at your life. Review what's happened in the past. And where has God led you to? Don't let the world stand you like Clark did. Don't let the world stop you from believing what you believe. God will take you on that journey you need to be on. And I will be just like Job. I may lose it all again between now and the time I hit the grave. But I'm not alone. I have him with me. If I want to say, I'm sorry.
Jesus, lead me. That's all I really have to say. You might expect a longer one, but I'll leave that up to Luke. But I would like to say this. I'd like to know if there are any prayer requests. We have some lists of stuff that we'd like to pray for. It's in our bulletin. And I'm not going to review them, and I'm not going to read them to you. I'm not one of those people, because I can always remember, Rob can talk for 10 minutes for a prayer. And thank God. And I kind of just grin, because Mike says, thank you, Lord. And I'm done. I talk to the Lord like I talk to my friend. Like someone sitting in a pew beside me. Like my son-in-law. I've got two of them. They're quite a set of people. They are fun. But if they're wrong, or I think they are, I might try and tell them. Do I have that right? I hope with God's guidance I do. So are there any announcements that need to be made? Well, if they are, I hope Luke's going to make them. He might have to call everybody. I don't know if the blood drive is still on. I do know we have a few pieces of business that need to be taken care of, and that's cleaning services for the church. We need somebody, a new custodial, if you will, if you can think about it. If you don't want to do it, maybe you want to share it with somebody. You can get two families that could join in on there. It's a paying job. Or you can wait for your $600 check and live on a dollar and 62 cents a day. It's something we need. We need a Saxton. Phil and Wendy are our prayer people for the week. And like I've said before on there when I used to, someone said, I'll pray for you. And I always tell them, yeah, I can use the prayer and you can use the practice. Go right ahead. If there's no, nothing else, no questions, I'd like to close in prayer. We're out of here early, but that's okay. You can go home and think about what I said, and if you've got any questions, call me. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the guidance in our lives. And I thank you that you travel this journey with me. And I have that you travel with all those people here and let them see at your hand in their life. What we have is what you've given us. The road we travel sometimes is due to our faults. But if we follow you, you will lead us in the direction that we need to go. We may stumble and fall, but you will pick us up. I can only give thanks to you and ask that you stay with me as I continue this journey. And if I do stray, that you send a brother to take, correct me, or you yourself step in. Stay with me and lead me in my life. Leave of this congregation, let us all learn to trust you and follow you. I ask these things in your beloved son's name. Amen. Judy, can we have the song, please?